Dear Evan Hansen is a musical with book by Stephen Levinson, with music and lyrics by Benj Pasek and Justin Paul. Copyright is reserved by these names. The Dear Evan Hansen script is published by Theater Communications Group. Attention. The following episode contains references of suicide and parental grieving. If you may be sensitive to these topics, please change the podcast now. Thank you and enjoy. Before this episode begins, I would like to remind the audience that this is purely my interpretation of the show Dear Evan Hansen, and it is completely possible you can come to different conclusions or read different things between the lines. Again, this is a script analysis, conclusions built on evidence from the script obtained through thorough investigation. And as art is incredibly subjective, different people can see different things from the evidence. Spoiler warning. Hello and welcome to One Sock Radio. I am your host, Cody Novotny. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is time for a little chat. Sit back and relax. How about that? Make some breakfast. And a cup of joe, take some sips, and on we'll go, enjoy! Last episode, we ended on a question. A fairly sizable one at that. Why didn't the Murphys reveal the truth about the letter? And I will explain my thoughts on that answer, but before we can come to any conclusions on that question... We have to understand both Cynthia and Larry. And since we discussed Cynthia in the last episode, by power of deduction, uh, today we are going to be looking at Larry Murphy. We're going to discuss him in a very similar way as we did with Heidi, because I find there are some moments that really stand out to me about Larry. Requiem, to break into glove, and the final scene. Learning how Larry processes Connor's death is going to be a huge aspect to understanding the character as a whole. During Requiem, Larry blatantly tells us that he is frustrated. All that he did for Connor was unappreciated and undervalued. And since Connor didn't take Larry's help, he doesn't feel particularly inclined to mourn him. I gave you the world, you threw it away, leaving these broken pieces behind you, everything wasted, nothing to say, so I can sing no requiem tonight. Scene 9, Act 1. Cynthia and Zoe both specifically say I will sing no requiem tonight. They are both willingly not mourning Connor for their varying reasons, but Larry literally can't. He isn't sad. As Zoe mentions, he didn't even cry at the funeral, scene 11, act 1. And it's not because he isn't sad that Connor's gone. He is either in denial or he hasn't fully processed it yet. We know for sure that Zoe's theory is that he is in denial. Usually playwrights will have characters tell the truth about another character unless there is a very specific reason why they shouldn't be correct. But, just to be on the safe side, 
We're going to continue looking before coming to any definitive conclusion. The next moment I thought stood out for Larry's character was to break in a glove. Through this song, we learn just what Larry finds important. Hard work, commitment, and consistency. And I 100% agree with the message this song conveys. Whatever you want to do in life, you have to be willing to give it your all. It's not going to be easy. Nothing ever is handed on a silver platter. But if you can stick with it, it's going to be worth everything you put into it. And towards the end of the song, Larry starts talking about how you shouldn't let what other people say stop you. Another really good bit of advice. But he connects this to how he was trying to help Connor. That Zoe and Cynthia thought his idea of how to help him was ludicrous and ineffective. Probably not verbatim. Uh, which clearly motivated him even further to keep trying. He mentions how he saw Connor as a kid who lost control at the peak of heavy emotion. There was an urgency to use his plan to save Connor, but Cynthia simply didn't listen. Which sets up a talking point we'll pursue further. Now, on to the final scene. Scene 9, Act 2. Here we see firsthand how Cynthia saw Larry's solution to helping Connor as doing nothing at all. Which, after the break in a glove, we know isn't true. He was extremely against Cynthia's approach to having Connor keep trying something different until something stuck. Larry further says his solution was the only way he knew how to help. It was everything he could do, and it was criticized by his family and clearly wasn't followed by Connor. I believe this situation of, as Zoe puts it, treating Connor like a criminal, comes from him getting frustrated when Connor doesn't put in the work, when Connor didn't listen to him. In this incredibly antagonistic scene, Cynthia reveals that Larry saw Connor's first suicide threat as an attempt for attention. How I interpret this news, after reading this show more times than I can count, is that Larry refuses to believe that suicide is a possibility. Not from one of his kids. He wasn't trying to downplay the severity of what his son said, he just straight up didn't believe it. Now when Connor died, Larry didn't have any emotion. He didn't cry nor have the ability to mourn. I believe Zoe's declaration of her father being in denial is correct. This isn't an exaggeration or misreading. He can't fully accept that his son really killed himself. Let's look at Larry's polar attitude, a concept explained by Francis Hodges and Michael McLean in their book Play Directing, Analysis, Communication, and Style, 7th edition. <laughs> Basically how a character's thoughts, beliefs, behaviors change from the beginning of the show to the end of it, but I want to specifically look at how Larry goes from not even wanting to go into Connor's room to willingly talk about him without hesitation. How he changes between Requiem and to break in a glove. What happens? The Connor Project. Evan opens a door that allows everyone to talk positively and openly about Connor. A movement that proves that everyone matters. 
This message means a lot to Larry. He tried everything he could for Connor and it didn't work. He bought him a glove as a project that they both would work on together, but Connor never gave it the time of day. Cynthia never gave Larry's idea to help Connor a sporting chance, never even humored it. And Zoe always insults him by calling him boring and torturous whenever she gives him the time of day. Larry felt useless, unappreciated, but the message of the Connor Project? It teaches Larry that isn't true. He matters. And not only that, Evan's speech for the assembly allows him to finally grieve. As the stage directions explain, in an instant, all of his defense, all of the hurt and anger calcified over the years, decades, all of it shatters at once, irrevocable. Scene 12, Act 1. And that's what changes him from silent and internalizing in Requiem to confident and sure into breaking a glove. Hey, this is unscripted, Cody. Um, in the middle of recording this episode, I realized I never really talk about this moment where Larry breaks down in You Will Be Found in Act 12, Act 12, Scene 12, Act 1. You have no idea how many times I've re-recorded this. This is why I have a script. <laughs> so, this moment where Larry breaks down, it shows that he finally accepts Connor's death. He finally... He's, he's no longer in denial. And that's why he breaks down and starts crying. And that's going to be another big reason why he opens up more, because... You, you know that um, if you've ever, I'm trying to think of a good example. So, like, this is probably a bad one, but it's the best one I can think of off the top of my head. When you have a chore that you really don't want to do, and you're you're like putting it off in your mind, and you don't even want to think about it. Have you ever noticed how it kind of makes you more restrained? Keeps you from doing other things. Without actually recognizing it's there, it, it, it's kind of nagging at you at the, back of the, at the back of your head. And then once you finally do it and it's done, you feel free. And that's what I believe happens with Larry. Is that... In You Will Be Found, he finally allows himself to accept that Connor died, and he died the way that he did, through suicide. And that frees him. That that That's all I wanted to talk about. Back to scripted Cody, where I don't stutter so much. <laughs> Cynthia and Larry both butt heads a lot. Their personalities are polar opposites. Larry believes in sticking with one thing and putting in the hard work, but Cynthia believes in finding something that's better than the last, or constantly switching between different things. Bringing up the point that Cynthia doesn't listen to Larry, like I talked about earlier. Neither of them listen to each other. Cynthia doesn't believe in Larry's solutions, and he doesn't believe in hers. And this constant doubting of each other subsides 
when they come to heal from the Connor Project. They even, as equals, decide to give Evan Connor's college fund. Which, of course, is turned down by Heidi, but that is off topic. Which leads us to the big, huge, number one question that everyone asks and criticizes about the show. Why don't the Murphys reveal the truth about the letter? They are very clearly disappointed and horrified from the reveal that everything was a lie. So why do they show Evan mercy? Because even though Evan told a really terrible lie, we're not glossing over that, he still healed their family. He reminded them of the orchard and helped in a capacity to rebuild it, a source of fond family memories and spread a beautiful message about how everyone deserves to be seen. And it didn't just help their family, it helped people all over. Revealing the truth about the letter would crush the hope and the message the project helped build. I also believe that they saw Evan's intentions, that he wanted to help them. Perhaps he took the worst possible decision, but in the end, it sent them off as better people. Now, how does Larry tie into all of this? Why is his story included in Dear Evan Hansen? He shows the depressive aftermath of a tragedy. How a person can lose all sense of self-worth from something like this. He also serves as a reminder that we all try to help in our own way, and sometimes the only way we know how to help can be destructive or ineffective. But that is no reason to beat yourself up, because in the end, you tried. And that is all that matters. The fact that you tried at all proves that you are good and that your choices mattered. Now, I would like to discuss the letter and why it is important that the Murphys didn't reveal the truth. And I know, it, 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 this, it sounds like this is something I, talk, I have already talked about, but I'm talking about in the main action of the show, why it is important for what the show is telling. And to find the importance, we simply have to look at the reason that Zoe gave. Everyone needed it for something. It saved my parents. C9 Act 2. It's the most powerful message of forgiveness of the show. Sure, Evan completely fabricated this alternate life of their dead son, but it helped them. Like I said before, it reminded them of the orchard. The Connor Project taught Larry that he mattered. Even though Evan did something nigh unforgivable, he still did it for good reasons. To help people to help the Murphys. So it teaches us that even though someone does something really bad, we still have to think, did they do it for a good reason? Did they do good with this bad thing? And from there, it's up to you. The Murphys chose to forgive, which is a level of mercy I know a lot of people who saw this show didn't believe Evan deserved. but. In the end, it's the decision the playwrights made, and it's our job as audience members or script analysis to interpret those decisions. 
And I have to admit, this is a very, very subjective interpretation. People can take this one in a million and a half directions. This is simply what I saw in it. And that is all I have for this particular discussion. Join me next time when we dive into the most hidden character of all and answer one of the biggest mysteries of the show. Why Connor Murphy killed himself. Before I leave, you are valid whether you like the show or not. Just remember, ask the wise, don't criticize. Have a good one. One Sock Radio is self-produced, with readings, script, and music by me, Cody Novotny.